Welcome in to the latest edition of On the Prowl. As you can see, I'm out here at beautiful Bank of America Stadium. This is about where we can be sitting for Fan Fest, boys, just a little bit lower. That's right. We're going to Fan Fest. What do you think, boys? Casey, you've never been. I've never been, but nice voice crack right there at the beginning. Oh, did my voice crack? <laughs> oh, badly. I didn't even notice. Come on. I didn't even notice. We have a birthday today. Come on. That's way more important than Fan Fest. Hey, oh, yeah, you. and it's it's we got, we got we got the senior citizen over there. It's Philip's birthday or whatever. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Also, hey Ben, it is also my uh, first trip to Fan Fest as well. So really, you guys are the only Fan Fest vet. Yeah, if the only Fan Fest vet. What I like about Fan Fest is like if you're not like one of those people that's not going to training camp or anything, it's sitting out there in the heat, like to get your get a get a first look at some guys. Uh, Fan Fest is a good way to do it. It's cheap. Uh, they put on like a little fireworks show and a laser show and all that. And you get to see them practice, do their drills. It's a lot of fun. It's not bad. For a $5 experience, it's not too bad. Ben looks like someone who likes fireworks. Uh, no, not really. But, you know, it's... <laughs> I'm like, you like, I was like, dude, I, I think fireworks are one of the most overrated things in the world. Dude, I, they yeah, are I'm... until you go to like that fireworks show. Like, I was at a July 4th baseball game one time. Or actually, I think it was on the third in Colorado at the Rockies. And that was a dope fireworks show. But I firmly like will always say that what they can do with water is way cooler than fireworks. Like, the fountain at the Bellagio is way cooler than fireworks shows. Um, there's a thing like inside the LaGuardia airport that like shoots down water, and makes all these pictures. That is way cooler. Then, but I don't even know where he's at with that airport and that water show. See? The LaGuardia. LaGuardia. It's in LaGuardia, New yeah, York. You're the one in a Yankees yeah. hat, you goofball. Yeah, JFK <laughs> is the main one. I was about to yeah, I, I was I was about to bring that up. Casey's kind of flexing on you there a little bit because Yankees hat. We know Philip took a trip to New York. As a Red Sox fan, I went to a Yankees Red Sox game, and his his Red Sox got blown out, didn't they? How how bad did they lose, Philip? Let us know. So we're gonna sulk in this. How bad did they lose? Nine to one. Nine to one. Nine to one. I didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't even know baseball games could go that high. The score could go that high. Um, so. some team. Uh, I forgot who it was. Uh, um, the Padres dropped twenty four in the Nationals last week. Yeah, dude, that yeah. was. I did a segment where I did, like, best bets on the show. I was like, yeah, it's no way that Padres game goes over nine and a half runs total. Not a good bet. Not a good bet in hindsight. I did say the Yankees were going to beat the Red Sox, and they were going to smack them. So, yeah, wow. yeah. It's okay. They're, they're well, coming to of us, tonight. Hey, don't worry. We got real celebration going on today in Panther land because about an hour before the deadline, Taylor Martin got extended. I said it. I said it last episode. There's no way they figure out how to make this happen. I don't see it happening. And they and did it. Was it. A, it was a good deal. Only 43 million guaranteed, so under 11 mil cap hit. No. Yeah, I, that was – go ahead, Ben. Uh, I was about to say, I think the biggest takeaway from that deal is it gives us flexibility when it comes to, say, say Robbie Anderson wants to stay. I don't think he is going to want to stay, but you can sign guys like that. You can start working on giving DJ more an extension start working on, I don't know, later down the line, getting Brian Burns or whoever the case may be. Hassan Reddick's only on, on a one-year deal. So if he works out this year, that gives us money, flexibility. It gives us flexibility to go ahead and give him a deal if he works out. So I'm surprised. Hey, you, you look you look at the deal and you're like, how much was it, $72 million for four yeah, years? Yeah, only, only 43 guaranteed. Yeah, 
you look at the deal and you're like, that's a lot of money. But when you break it down, it's actually pretty flexible when it comes to re-signing guys, giving guys extensions and um, just helping out with cap space, working with our cap space a little bit. So I'm a little surprised. I think there's nothing worse than a contract in any of the three major American sports, which has a salary cap that you pay a guy outrageous for a long amount of time because it can hurt your team for even longer than that contract. But like you said, I think the fact that there's only 43 guaranteed is going to be huge for us. Cause I trust me, I pray we pay him all 72. I pray he's playing good enough that that's what we pay him. But then if he, you know, if he decides to go be dog water, then uh, over the next two years, we can, you know, say peace out and, you know, and save ourselves. Cause we are a team who's definitely, in the past, suffered three, four years down the line from a uh, a dumb move via the salary cap. Yeah, I think I think it's a great deal because you, yeah, Monty Herney. I think it's a great deal because the, the salary cap is going to the is going to freaking skyrocket in a couple of years yeah. with the new TV deal, and it's going to be a bargain at eleven mil for one of the best right tackles in football. Yep. Well, you're at that point. I think you're. Maybe he might. He doesn't seem like the type of player that would do this by all indications, like all the people and all the sources that are close to the organization. They said, yeah, the money's not going to change him. This is the hardest working guy in the locker room. This is the type of guy you want to pay a big extension. But uh, who knows down the line, if that is the case, Casey, (laughs) Chase Casey. But if that is the case, uh, I'm a little bit worried. Maybe we'll see a holdout or something. Maybe he wants a raise. Maybe he wants a little bit more money, a little bit more from the pot there. So then I think I think they literally just laugh at him until just fine until he comes to camp. Piss off. That's what I would do. I'd now, just keep fighting until he comes to camp. Now uh, now we're in a situation where I believe we have twenty four million dollars as it sits in cap space. That's most in the NFC South. That's up there. That's in the upper echelon in the league. At this point in the offseason, do you anticipate them making any more moves or what moves would you like to see I don't, them make? I don't think they can extend anyone. I'm pretty sure all the deadlines have passed. Yeah. I'm um, talking more so getting a free agent, maybe making a trade, whatever the case may be. Is there even anyone available? Is that a quarterback in Tampa Bay on the trade block by any chance? We could trade for him. <laughs> we have the cap space. Should we trade for 42-year-old Tom Brady is what you're saying, Philip? Yeah. I mean, we won the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> I don't think he's nearly going to have the supporting cast he did with Tampa Bay. No, I don't think he's no, going to be I quite saw, satisfied. I saw something there on NFL Network yesterday morning. They were talking about uh, what NFL players in the greatest situation of his career going into this year, and uh, I believe be. it was Kyle Brandt said Tom Brady. It's got to be Tom Brady. I can't, I think that O four team because because he's like he's never been on a team this good. I was like, and that O four team was pretty good. And the only reason I think it wouldn't be him is because. One guy said Julio. I think it was Nate Burleson said Julio. But I would have to go with Matthew Stafford wait. being in the best situation. Of his wait, wait, wait. Why would Julio the best, be in the best wait, situation? Wait, 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 wait. This isn't even close to the best team Tom Brady came on. He came, he came away one game away from a perfect record. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, but they didn't <laughs> know going in that team was going to be that dominant in 07. But still, the point is they're talking about going into the year. But the bottom line is I still think it should be Matthew Stafford because he has never been on no, a No, Stafford is a good one. Stafford, yeah. that this is like that's a team set up to win a Super Bowl, I think. 
Stafford yeah. actually has a supporting but, um, cast. Going back to the uh, thing, free agent, I know a lot of people want us to take a fly on a safety, and a guy that's a free agent is um, Malik Hooker, who was the safety for the Colts. Who was He's still a free agent? He's just always hurt. So, like, yeah. I take a one-year flyer on him because he, he's been productive when he's on the field. It's just he can't yeah. stay healthy. I can't. I, I'm surprised he's still a free agent. Like, I thought maybe, like, the Browns or somebody would have hopped on him. But um, Well, the Browns signed John Johnson third, so they don't need to be Yeah, yeah. They're good at things. I'm and, and they have, um, and they have Grant And they got Grant Delpit coming back, from, who's going to be on his rookie year because he was well, there last year. The deal with Malik Hooker, you know, I don't think that's a guy you got to sign to too much. Maybe yeah. that's why he hasn't been signed. Maybe he does want a lot of money, but I don't think so. I don't think that's he part of the problem. He shouldn't want a penny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and if he well, does, we got hurt, twenty-four million in cap. If we got to pay him three or four million dollars, and it's only one year, it's not like he can hurt us down the line. Yeah, twenty-four million ain't going nowhere. And if he does get hurt, we know we have a solid starting quality safety in Justin Burris who played just fine. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's a world beater or anything, but he'll be all right. He's going to be fine. Yeah, okay, right. There's also some running backs available still. Le'Veon yeah. Bell, Todd Gurley still available. That I think they really want to give. Shuba Hubbard a chance. Yeah. yeah. But then there's some quality interior defensive linemen, Jarrell Casey, Kaylon Short, Geno Atkins. I think they're kind of – I think they're kind I of pieces of what they got right now. Yeah. Like I mean, Daquan Jones, um, Derek Brown. I mean, that's, I guess they feel like that should be enough. Yeah. And whoever else they have up the middle. Dave, uh, Bravion Nixon. It's just a lot of old guys, pretty much. Or Bravion yeah. Roy, or whatever his name is. Then Nick. We should bring. We should bring in Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> hey, the, I mean that slot position with David Moore. Um, hey, nothing's guaranteed there. Well, the thing is, is like all three of your top guys can all play at the slot. So yeah. DJ. Yeah. I think Rob, Robbie played a lot of the slot last year. I'm pretty sure. He played a lot on the. He played more so on the outside, but he did play at slot oh. in, at sometimes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he Marshall was like our number two outside. And Terrace Marshall played in the slot at LSU some, so but they rotated I, I, with him and Justin Jeff. That's probably where I, I think that's what you're most likely going to see is Terrace Marshall by like week I like three it. playing in the slot. Yeah, that's a lot, fine. Now, a lot of people are now going to those bigger slot receivers, you know. Yeah, I and I think we're getting into an um, coming into the season, he's probably going to be our best uh, red zone threat outside of maybe Christian McCaffrey. So why not? I thought shot. you would say it would be your boy Dan Arnold. You're so no, no, I no. That that definitely would be blowing too much. Are you souring on Dan Arnold? No, no, I'm not sour on Dan Arnold. He's a big play guy. Nothing more, nothing less. He'll make a big but, uh, play game. He'll be the red zone threat that we need him to be because we don't have a red zone threat other than handing the ball to McCaffrey. Yeah, and being like, run, little man, run. Yeah, figure it but, out, uh, McCaffrey. So uh, the Moton deal, what would you guys give as a grade? Hey. I go, I go A plus. I think only yeah. eleven. I think only eleven million guaranteed. Not even eleven million guaranteed money is freaking fantastic. Yeah, you got to give it an A. Especially like we're so accustomed to just terrible free agent deals, especially when it comes to just re-signing guys and retaining guys. So this is a nice breath of fresh air there. I so far in the Federal area, I era, I did not like the draft. Um, there hasn't been much trades to really speak on, but so far the free agency he's been pulling in makes sense. He's not giving them a lot of money and being able to re- retain a guy like Moten, sticking to the plan and not, not giving them outrageous money, not, not setting up, setting us up to be in a bond 
years from now. I think that was a really good deal. A plus. So far, I'm pleased with Fitter. Didn't like the draft, but I like the free agent moves, and I like him retaining and resigning guys and the money he's giving them. I think one of the uh, best things about it was um, he's only 26. So yeah. he's so you're gonna get you're gonna get four great years out of him. It's I've not like s- you're gonna get three good. So you get three great years, three two great years, one all right, one good year, then another all right year. You didn't get you should get four great years. I've been yeah, I've been true. it's not like he's 31. Yeah, I've been saying it on our station here, 94 through the game flagship station, EC Pirates. I've been saying it multiple times on air that he's been playing at an all-pro level at right tackle and nobody is talking about it. And not only that, he's young. So I feel like this was an awesome move in my book. Yeah. This was the move to make. And big thing is, is this is a four year, it's not a five year deal. He didn't he's not playing on the franchise tag this year. So yeah. it's four years. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. I think he's only getting paid like he's getting paid less this year than he would in later years. I think he's only getting paid like I think it was like maybe like around 10 million to 13 million somewhere in that range. Like he's not getting paid too much for a premier right tackle in the league. He's probably going to be our left tackle this year. He'll still be a, he'll still be a good left tackle, but hey, that's yeah. that's for another that's for a topic down the line. I'll so take man. a good left tackle at this point. But no, no, Casey, I got this. I got this. This leads us into our next topic. We're talking about well, why is Taylor Moat playing at left tackle? Well, there's a guy that Casey does not like. Phillips a little high on that uh has not been showing up the camp. Apparently there's some injury issues, but given his history, given his history, given his uh personality who knows at this point cam irvin has been out apparently there's some kind of lower body issue going on something with his leg i don't know if it's a sprain or what the deal is but he has not so far reported any kind of workouts um the expectation is he's not going to be back in time for training camp i believe guys thoughts and thoughts at taylor moat potentially playing at left tackle for the year or starting out of the year you know my thoughts on Cam Irving. I just don't. Yeah. I guess we want the birthday boy's thoughts here. He thought uh, thought Cam Irving was due for a breakout year. So laugh out uh, loud. I, I don't know if I was going to give him a breakout year, but I did think that he was going to uh, finally come into his own, possibly. And we've seen his potential when he is. Oh, uh, yeah. That'll be a breakout year for Cam uh, Irving. That's true. That's true. It probably would be. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the point is, when you've already had the issues you've had, this does not look good. You know, this is not a guy showing up who's, you know, shown up to camp for five years and been good, and now all of a sudden he just had a kid born, and now he's helping his wife or, in Cam Newton's case, his baby mama out with the kid. Um, you know, this just kind of shows the person he's been and the person that, you know, Casey uh, has kind of been worried that he'll be and – like how dedicated are you really? And it, it frustrates. Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. So I got to you there. I did. I don't know Cam Irving personally. I just said he's a terrible football player. But I know. I am. Not, I never you, came back to you, his character. I do not know him. Well, you didn't person. think he was dedicated, and you've always said he's got injury problems and he can't be consistent. I, I, I never said he was dedicated. I just said he had injury issues and he wasn't yeah. a good football player when he was healthy. I never came after his character. I'm okay. To okay. Out of here. All right. Well, it frustrates some people, and I'm one of them. You know, when you play a sport. You know, the ideal is to go pro. Not that I ever thought I was going pro. But there'd be a bunch of people that'd be killed to be in his situation right now. There's a bunch of guys that are just uh, wishing a team would call him and pick him up. And here he is. He's got this contract with this 
uh, you know, subpar NFL team that we have here, and uh, he's not even showing up. So, well, look no further than 0 16 Brown season. He literally cost them a game by getting into a fight and gets suspended for like two or three games. He <laughs> was part of the reason why the Browns were so bad. So, what you're saying is he's the offensive line version of Vernon Butler. Yeah, pretty much. I'll say but this he, about Vernon Butler, though. Vernon Butler really came Vernon into Butler flicked, that contract he, year. He flicked off his own fan base. What's that? He flicked uh, off the Panther fans. Oh, did he? I guess I missed that. That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> I don't hold it against him. That's kind of funny. Sometimes Panthers a, fans deserve a good old bird. Nice little yeah. free bird there. And I was about to say, with us being uh, you know, part of the uh, Pirate Nation, um, I think – Garner Minshew kind of did that to us indirectly yeah. as well in a post game. In that interview, he's like, they're like, yeah, man, you had a great time at Washington State. And he was just like, yep, that was after I got booed off the field by all the Pirate fans in Dude, East Carolina. I remember Garner Minshew at East Carolina. He wasn't mind blowing, but I remember a Virginia Tech game where like he literally had us against Virginia Tech, who was ranked at the time like leading. Leading coming out of like coming into halftime, or I think it was the first. Yeah, quarter. we were up like twenty to seventeen or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, like, it was twenty-four to nothing. We had we stopped them. We got the ball. Then yeah. they no, we were never up twenty-four to nothing. No, I it wasn't it was, that much. It was like seventeen uh, or something like that. Like, we were up. Made, it was seventeen to twenty-four to nothing. It was one of the two. Yeah. Anyway, it was seventeen, 17 nothing. We were yeah. never up by twenty points. Yeah. Yeah, and he had us leading, and then um, yeah. I don't know what happened. off the field for Thomas Sirk, who's a wildcat yeah, Thomas Sirk. Oh, my God. Don't even off get top. me into that Let's, era. Back to the Panthers. Back to the Scotty Panthers. Montgomery era, era there. That, that sums it up for you. We had Gardner Minshew. He also talked about how he tried to break his own hand while he was in East Carolina off a hammer. Ben. Because he didn't want to play. Ben, back to, back to, back to uh, Cam. Hey, we're the yeah. flagship station the East U Pirates. We can afford some parts. That's, pa- that's what the Patrick Johnson show is for. for the but, hey, we were talking about the Most Panthers. We're talking yeah. about a quarterback that plays for the team that came into the, to the league the same year as the Panthers. Yeah. He plays for the Jaguars. See? Yeah. Panther-related. Yeah. All right, Casey, what did you want to talk about so bad? We just had to talk about this Panthers stuff. What do you got to talk about so bad? Fuck. Why is, AJ, why is A.J. Bouye getting wet reps in the nickel? Yeah, no, that's a big concern. A.J. Bouye at the nickel, he's always been an outside corner. Even in his rookie year, he's always been outside. So that's Because J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson are about to be on islands out there and yeah. have guys on lockdown. Yeah, but that, we talked about this when we were kind of breaking down, like, the defense in, what was it, like, the third or fourth episode? It's like – when it comes to the cornerback position, where do these guys kind of fit in? We don't have a nickel right now, and somebody's going to have to play the nickel. So, uh, hey, I we anticipated something like this happening. I didn't expect Bouye to be the guy, but uh, it's not looking too good. I It's moves like this, and give, we didn't give them a lot of money, but it's moves like this where you kind of scratch your head, and it's like, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? Did Philip just say Dante Jackson being left on an island? I was, I was, I was definitely kidding. It was yeah. sarcasm because I was saying that's that's clearly what their mindset is if they're putting Bouye in the in the nickel. Dude, I, if anything, Dante Johnson, J.C. Horner, be locked down. I think if anything, I thought if any if one of those three players with any of them were bound to be a nickel, it was going to be Dante Jackson just because he's got the speed for the position. But I guess not. I thought he was going to be a sure thing, but. 
Yeah, that's kind of what, what I figured. Or I, I honestly thought they were going to kind of rotate those guys at corner. Yeah. And kind of put like Troy Pride or somebody honestly in the nickel. That's what they I should have just brought back corn. Corn wouldn't have been a corn ex- would not have been expensive. No. Yeah. Corn Elder. Yeah. You mean the guy who didn't turn his head and cost us the game against the Vikings? He's a true nickel though. He's a, he was our hey, best nickel corner. But he he was for the cause though for the tank jobs. So I was happy for it. <laughs> no, corn's not that bad. Corn's solid. He's a solid nickel corner. He would have filled in nicely on this. Defense. I got a question. Legit question. Is Corn Elder even on a team right now? No, I don't no know. Idea. I don't know. Yeah. Just saying. He would have been cheap. You would have had your nickel corner. You would have been oh, fine. He's on the Lions. Yeah. He's on the Lions. Oh, have fun, Jared Goff. Hey, yeah. I don't know. They're going to be biting some kneecaps. Yeah, that, dude, that was an all. He's going to be a great coach. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Him or Nick I'm Sirianni? Like- who are you picking, Casey? Nick Sirianni of the Eagles or uh, Dan Campbell of the Lions? Dan Campbell. Nick Sirianni I've, is a dummy. I've I've run through a wall for Nick for Campbell. Dude, Nick Sirianni's had some of the worst press conferences of all time already so far. Nothing like was worse Adam than Adam Gase's eyes. It's Adam Gase level though. He has said some stuff that has made I, absolutely. I but is it John? But is it John Fox level? Of, yeah, I, 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 where he just kind of sat hey, there and made sounds anytime someone asked him a question. Hey, year one, Matt Rule was not pretty sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never forget. He was like, yeah, I recommitted to Cam Newton. Cam, Cam Newton gets shipped out of town two weeks later. Teddy, Teddy's our guy. Yeah. Next year, Teddy's our guy. <laughs> Teddy's our guy. Yeah. He just, hey, still the worst, the worst press conference answer of all time was still – was it 2012 or 2013 when they asked Cam what the problem was? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe I'll put a suggestion box outside and you guys can tell me. No, that's an all-time answer right there. That's actually kind no, of an all-time, I like that. No, that was the all-time worst answer. Like, you don't even know you're the starting quarterback? No. no. Well, we all can't be Giannis who just calls out super teams after he wins the NBA Finals. You know? Yeah. Dude, that was baller, man. By the way, it's good to finally see like a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, where literally Giannis was the guy winning the, the Super Chick- Team era. You see what the Chick-fil-A said? I want 50 Nuggets, not yep. 49, not 51, exactly 50. Dude, not then he, a nas- he's a national he or- treasure. He ordered a Sprite that was half lemonade and half Sprite. People say it's not bad. It's not bad. I've actually tried it before. I don't know. It's not bad. Call it the Giannis special. But Giannis is a national treasure. I love that, man. <laughs> Dude, it's good I to see. I was I was happy to see him win it and a team like that win it. However, being from North Carolina, I think it, I was I was pulling for the Suns. I'd like to see CP3 win a win a ring. I do like Chris Paul. Dude, that yeah. team that team. I'm surprised they got that far considering how inconsistent Devin Booker was all playoffs. Yeah. yeah. But we need but to go not, back to football. No, nah, but last Giannis became a national treasure. You made the tweet. He came around. He goes, "I just tried a smoothie for the first time. God bless America." <laughs> yeah, this is a national trade. It must be fun to be a foreigner, like having stuff like that for the first time. Like you, yeah. I don't know. You appreciate yeah. things like that, small things. But um, yeah. I, I don't think I really saw anything from like other notes. That was about it. All I saw. No, I like I really had to dig for the Cam Irving and AJ Bouye stuff. So that was really just from like a check mark on Twitter that's been at the workouts. The practices so far that kind of confirm that. So, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a slow oh. week. 
But the oh, yeah. Newton is obviously the more your boy David Newton. News. Your boy David Newton's making bold predictions. By the way, he said, "Do we want don't to pull sell, his bold predictions up?" Don't sell Panthers Christian McCaffrey short after entry plague twenty twenty. All right, all right, Casey. Right now, send me that link, and we'll pull it up on the episode right now. Because we're that kind of leads us into our next little segment here. We had planned. Uh, each of us were going to make three bold predictions. For the Panthers, whether it be a player, whether it be the Panthers as a whole, whether it be a unit as a whole, whether it's optimistic, while it's whether it's very negative, whatever the case may be, it's got to be bold, got to be pretty bold. So um, first, right. I guess we'll pull up when you get when Casey finally gets it, we'll pull up David. Oh. News. By the way, oh. if you don't hey, know, no, just Google Christian McCaffrey, and it's like the first article to come up. Yeah, the well, article. There you I go, got then. you. I'll pull it up, but um. For you, those of you that don't know, I, I despise David Newton. Um, That's the guy why I had to bring it up. The, the guy has clearly been outed as a liar multiple times, just spreading false like, false narratives and false news. Look no further than when Christian McCaffrey was on first take. And uh, he literally tried to say that McCaffrey said something he didn't on a national TV show that gets the most ratings on ESPN. He just thought people were going to let that slide like nobody saw that. He's just—he's been proven to be a liar. I think he spreads a lot of misinformation. I'm not a fan of that guy. So we need he's... another uh, beat reporter. Yeah. For the Carolina Panthers, so uh, I'm just saying, it's he... like uh, looks like three of us need to apply for the job. And yeah. They'll fire David Newton. I'm just saying he's—he's he's not an asset when it comes to, like the Panthers organization. He's just like he does not do us any favors. So we got the article put up here by David Newton. I thought it was a bold predictions article, but uh, I guess this could be considered a bold prediction. Don't sell Panthers Christian McCaffrey short after injury plague 2020. I don't think a lot of people are. What do you think, guys? I don't think a lot of people are saying McCaffrey is bound. Uh, I I was just making fun of it because it's the complete opposite of a bold prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought this was actually like a bold. So I did not pick up on your sarcasm there. So this is a. Freaking Americans not knowing sarcasm. <laughs> I didn't I didn't pick up on it whatsoever. But like, yeah, this is this is so obvious. Like nobody, it's just lazy writing here. Like, I don't feel like anybody is counting out Christian McCaffrey even despite the injury this He's past. Still year. probably gonna be the first pick in fan in most fantasy football leagues. Yeah. Like when we did last episode, when we did like uh we looked at the ESPN article where they were ranking the top 10 running backs, he was still what was he still top five? Yeah, After coming off injury, so like I don't think anybody's counting them out. Just like I don't Except know. Except for the moron that had him at like number twelve on that list. Yeah, he, he pulled up the rankings, had him behind Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. I think that's fair. That's warranted, especially oh, coming off an injury. I saw the. I know this isn't. I saw the receiver one. They didn't even have DJ Moore mentioned in honorable mention, and really? they had like guys like they had guys like Jarvis Landry. Jarvis him. Landry like, hasn't been a premier receiver for three years. Now. I like I like Jarvis Landry a lot. He is no he isn't even close to a DJ Moore. Yeah, he's not the he's not the guy though in he's, Cleveland. He's not he's not that guy now. Yeah, no, he's not that guy. Yeah, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that no, guy. I'm that guy. DJ Moore's <laughs> that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. All right. For uh, all the listeners here, there's a little bit of a pause because I'm trying to figure out Zoom right now. Okay, all right. What, are you trying to get the, the shared screen away? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Hey, I figured it out. I figured it out. So, I Let's guess we go. can go into our bold predictions yeah. and kind of lay it out what the rules are. Let's start with uh, start with Philip because it seems like oh, he's going to have one of the more 
do you want to do um do you want to each just go one by like yeah. Philip says one, Ben says one, I say one, then back again. Yeah, we can do okay. that. So I'm not gonna lie, Wait. but I first. Yes, Casey. What do you have no, to no. say? Oh, do you guys? Do you guys want to escalate like your biggest one? Save your biggest ones for last, or just go in random order? I'm just going to random order. Okay. Yes, okay. Man. Okay. So when I was thinking about this bold prediction thing, I thought, do I just come up with the three that would tick Casey off the most? Because that's really what I thought about doing. I thought about just doing like Chuba Hubbard, great thing. Uh, Pat Eflon, great thing. Just to just to get under like Casey. Or not Pat F1, sorry, Cam Irving, great yeah. thing. Just to, just to get under Casey's skin. But I, I decided to actually put a little thought into it, more than just the thought that I have every day in my life, is how do I make Casey's life miserable? Here's the thing. Real so, quick, for those, we don't know each other's bold predictions, so we might steal each other's bold predictions, and that's going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know each I don't at least know y'all. I don't know if y'all do know each other's. All right, my first one is going to be a uh, – this is pretty bold. It's going to be definitely a hot take. Um, my boy, even though he didn't half the time know where he looked like he knew what was going on on the field last year, he still went off every now and again. I think Yitor Grossmatos finally has a has a breakout year this year, double-digit sacks for Yitor. That's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. Yeah, I think I they focus like, on Brian Burns and Yitor gets double-digit sacks. In, in my head, I was like, "Where's the bold prediction?" Here? Then you said double-digit sacks. I'm like, "Oh man, yeah. that's what bold. makes that so bold is like Yitor is not even projected to be the starter on the defensive Progress, line. He, like, he works it up. He he gets double-digit sacks. I well, no, they're, they're like going to start Rag like over a, him. So I know, but he's going to have like a. He's going to work his way into the starting role, and then he's going to have like a three-sack game about week nine or week ten, and it's going to portray him forward. Don't oh, miss I, All I right. I had him getting around six to eight sacks this year. Yeah, that's fair. Eleven. Yeah. The problem with Vitor, I don't want to say he's not disciplined, but it's like he got caught up in the COVID junk last year. He's got injury <laughs> issues, and we know since Penn State he has locker room issues. Yeah, he's, he's a idiot. dumb no, he's a dummy. We know we know is there's plenty of publicized articles out there about how Utah was at Penn State. And um maybe he's changed since then, but he's definitely the type of guy that hinders himself off the field and uh, keeps himself from being in the best position to play at his best on the field. Ben Mears off the field stuff. Yeah. Um I feel like you're gonna have the boldest. So we'll save you for last. Well, I got three. Sorry, those are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I'll. Uh, I think this one's pretty bold. I think y'all would disagree. If this makes sense, I still think he's going to be one of the premier running backs in the league. But I don't think Christian McCaffrey has either a thousand rushing yards or a thousand receiving yards. This this next. Uh, season. he'll get over a thousand rushing because we'll force feed him enough to, to he'll get enough touches where he has to. Get I don't him. think See, he that, that, that is very bold, Ben, and I, I yeah. I'm not gonna lie. In the shower last night when I was thinking about my picks, yeah. I almost – I thought about saying that, yeah. but I decided not to. I think he'll have a 1,000 rushing, but I really thought that he would not yeah. go a 1,000 nor a 1,000. I think we're going to see a year like Mike Davis. I don't see – I'm not saying play like Mike Davis. I think we're going to see a year like Mike Davis where he's going to have over a 1,000 all-purpose, like combined yards. But uh, with the weapons they got with – I feel like they – I feel like they think they improved on the offensive line. And with a new quarterback, 
I think he's got to utilize his weapons a little bit more, limit McCaffrey a little bit more, uh, especially coming off injury, but still get your money's worth. Um, I feel like a good, healthy balance is just kind of keeping them in that 1,000 all-purpose yard kind of area there. I think that's the best way to utilize McCaffrey. I, kind of I think that, that. Uh, then if you think the, if they think the offensive line's improved, that means McCaffrey is definitely going to get a 1,000 receiving rushing yards. I, I personally think the offensive line's kind of improved. I'm, it's saying, not, I'm not saying it's going to be much better. I'm just saying I, I think it's improved it's a, than it has. Yeah, you have 1,000 with us. With a crappy offensive line two years ago, it's yeah. it's better than that. So I think he's definitely going to get a thousand yeah. rushing yards. Hey, that's I, that's bold. I like it's it. a bold prediction. Is all I'm saying. I mean, coming off injury, I can see it happening. Uh, new quarterback, plenty of weapons at his disposal. Um, McCaffrey doesn't have to be the premier well, guy. If y'all want to know how spicy might be, this is this is this is my calmest take. Okay. So, all right. Uh, Brian Byrne leads the NFL in sacks. Mm. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he's going to have a Brian Burns. Complicated and yeah. complicated. Finishes top five in defensive play of the year voting, and if we make the playoffs, has a shot mm. has a shot at winning it. See, that's what. Yeah, that's what makes it a little bit tough because I don't feel like this is a playoff team. Yeah, and but uh, I think he finishes top five in defensive play of the year while leading the NFL in sacks. Yeah, yeah, I. It's bold. It's bold. Not as bold as I thought it was going to be, but I, hey, I actually can see that. But. My, my, my next two are spicy, so okay, all I had, right, I had to be right. a little bit calm. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I, Brian, I can actually see that. Out of all of these on this list, I think yours is actually the more, the most realistic. So, uh, I'll, I'll go into my second one. Okay. Jamie Chan has one of the biggest sophomore slumps in NFL history. Wow. You know I what? I can see that happening. With the movement I can see that. No, even, 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 if they, even if they go, go back to linebacker, I think he I think he has a big regression. I think part of Jeremy Chin's problem is they have him at safety. And obviously, if you play at safety, it doesn't matter if you're playing strong or if you're playing free. You got to have good coverage skills. And, like, guys, he just does not have great coverage skills. Like, it's just not there yet. I get it. Should have been. Should he have been a rookie of the year last year? No, obviously, but no. he did deserve to be in that conversation. He was a great player last year. Probably should have been a pro bowler, but um, yeah, I he's just not great in coverage. Not I think great he, in coverage. Uh, I think he uh, has a fall off the cliff, Stephen. I can see it. I definitely can see. It. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see, see that either. happening. Yeah, because I'm not just talking about football. I'm talking a fall off the cliff regression. Okay. All right. I. It, it's possible. It's all, possible. All these are possible, but hey, that's the glory <laughs> of it. All right, Philip. All right. I think that Trenton Cannon emerges as a solid second back and has four games this year with over 100 all purpose yards. All right. See, this is my least favorite on the list so far. It's definitely bold, but no, there's not any reality or any universe where that is possible. I yes. gotta look up I, he, real quick. He stinks. Yes. He is stinky. Can he even okay. catch a Maybe football? it happens to Reggie Bonifon then, but the thing is, no, I think he's gonna be the second back and uh I is think Cannon there's gonna be a few the games. Who? Cannon? Is he still in the roster? Yeah, he's, he's he's second on the depth chart right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Never I think he emerges the second back as as he's listed right now. I think said he has four games with over a hundred all purpose yards. Hey, right, if that's, that's true. That only helps. It might my be ball fifty. And, it might be fifty and fifty, but that's yeah. true. That helps my bold prediction become true. 
this dude, this dude Phillips just freaking going all over the place. There's <laughs> hey, bold, then there's Philip. Uh, all right, I think we need to save Philip for last now because Phillips had the boldest so far. Oh no, yeah, my third one is. Spicy. Oh, is it out there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you'll like this one, but I think Sam Darnold's going to have over 3,500 passing yards along with over 30 passing touchdowns. How many picks? Oh. How many picks? Well, let's not talk about picks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Jameis Winston, 30 and 30. I mean, yeah. if, okay, okay, I'm trying to break this down. So you said over 3,500. So we'll start at 3,500 divided yep. by 17. It's only 200 passing yards per game. 30 touchdowns divided by 17 is under two – is under is right Consider around Consider the fact – at this point, he's always been around 2,000, 2,500. Yeah. I think – I feel like it's a little bold. So People might question. disagree. Question. Uh-huh. If, he has, if he has that year, uh-huh. are you signing him to an extension? Yeah, I think you got to. I don't think you send him – I don't think you break the bank for him. That's QB purgatory stats right there. I think you got to. I think you got to. That's Kirk Cousins 2.0. I think if anything, it's more so if we win or not. It's more so if we have success, yes. If not, I don't think it's worth it. I think you get – I think you let him play out his other year and then you move on. I want to look up some stats on. here because he said that is QB purgatory stats. I think there's a potential when we look this up. that I, I always thought is, over 3,500 was good. 3,500 yards yeah, might be – might be, there might be a strand in there where that was – Tom Brady's stats. That's actually yeah. that's that no that that's actually worse than Kirk Cousins, by the way. So well, Kirk really? Cousins is not terrible, but Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I would take have, a Kirk Cousins. I would not. That's QB purgatory yeah. right there. You're not winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, but you're not drafting. You can win yeah. with Kirk Cousins. You can win with Kirk Cousins for sure. It's just like they just have not put it together. Okay, so when you said when you said those are uh 3,500 yards and. Thirty touchdowns. That's only two hundred yards. Per, that's only two hundred yards per game. Hey, listen, I want to read you off something. Two thousand four, Tom Brady, thirty-six ninety-two yards, okay. twenty-eight touchdowns. Philip, 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 Philip. <laughs> yeah, two thousand four. They also ran out of the I formation and had twenty-two personnel as normal. The NFL is twenty-two personnel. You're telling me the Patriots only ran one wide receiver most of the time back then? Probably no, back you're then. Crazy. No, Casey, that's no. not true because the Patriots never had a premier brat, premier back while uh, Tom Brady was there. But still, that's – They had Corey Dillon. Best Corey Dillon. Yeah, Corey Dillon. That's great. about it. Yeah, but Corey Dillon was very early. Corey Dillon was early and it didn't last very long. They also ran with LeGarrette Blunt later on. Great. You don't need a good Le- – LeGarrette Blunt was not great. Let's not no, go there. Okay, that's Blunt the point. And he, and he put up good numbers. You don't need a good running back. Okay, I'm so the point is, my point is – I don't is care about 2004. Season. Yeah, they also didn't spread the field with four wide receivers back then, Phil. They were in I formation. Okay. Is this a different NFL? I don't know. Okay. All right. I saw a stat later, 2016. He had roughly the same numbers, but I forgot. Goodell spend, suspended him for the first four games that year. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I was going to say he only played 12 games. So I was like, like, like hey, like, man, look, he had 3,500 yards. Yeah. Touchdown. If it was 2016, I would expect it because that's more modern NFL. 2004 is not yeah. modern NFL numbers. So okay. I'm the ball out. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to say your point. You know why? I know. I know. All right. So, uh, I, so, I felt like it was pretty bold, fellas. All right, I think it was. So we have – It's bold for Sam Darnold, which shows you how bad Sam Darnold was. Yeah. All right, so um, who's going with their third pick first? 
Um, I could go again if you want. There you go. Right. There you go, Ben. I think Denzel Perryman will play well enough to warrant him a two, three year contract. Okay. That's bold. That's bold, man. That's bold. That is bold. Especially with his age. Yeah. How many how many games does he actually play this year? I say he plays at least 14. At least that would be a good year for Denzel Perryman. I think yeah. he can pull it together. Hey, he's not bad. It's just he can't stay healthy, you know? And you, and you think about it this way, two, three years, that will give him time to go ahead and draft a, like, middle linebacker, have him develop under Perryman. I think Perryman's a he? good – Perryman's a solid middle long, middle linebacker to kind of develop under. I think it kind of makes sense. So it's bold, he's, but so I he's twenty eight. He turns twenty nine December. So That's this not is his bad. Eighth, yeah. This is age twenty eight season. So two years will be twenty nine thirty. If he plays that, it's not. I don't think it's that bold. It's just if he stays on the field. It's yeah. not. You know, given the injuries and everything, and it's yeah. not like Denzel Perryman has emerged as an elite middle linebacker. So that's why I'd say it's pretty bold, but yeah, it's pretty tame. That's why I wanted to go first. That's it's like, more, I feel like y'all have some. It's only bold because you're banking on Denzel Perriman staying healthy. That's what makes it bold. Yeah. Well, I'm also banking on him playing well enough to be uh, our starting line, middle linebacker for the next two or three years. The, who else are we going to put out there? Shaq Thompson? Well, my thing is, is they, they have him for two or three years. They draft the middle linebacker and have him develop under him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's linebacker. It's, it's not yeah. like it's a huge position, really. Middle linebacker, Middle linebacker is pretty yeah. huge. Yeah. That's pretty huge. They, yeah. No, but it's just like, That's you know, some of those things, it's sure. like they have, they, they, have a, they have a short shelf life. You know, they get a lot of and stuff like that. And, you know. So should, should we do the bold take of the day and the bold prediction of the day is when Casey said that middle linebacker is not that bit important of a position. <laughs> that's like I would argue that's top three most important position. Oh god. Yeah, it's no, like quarterback, no. defensive tackle, middle linebacker. I'd oh, say quarterback, no. left tackle, and then middle linebacker. No, oh, I really left tackle. Left tackle, then defensive tackle. And center. I think a center. Yeah, but Smart enough cornerback. Shut, a shut down, a shut down least, cornerback. No, at the very least, rusher. top five. Very least, top five. Can't even so, argue. Top five anyways, my final bold prediction is kind of banking off Ben's second one because he halfway kind of took mine. But I was going to say Sam Darnold is top ten in the league in passing yards. Oh, my gosh. I can see I don't, that. I can't. I can't I can see that. It. Oh, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna just to shake off Casey, say Tommy Trimble doesn't catch a ball all year, but uh, you know, see, I'm I wasn't say, see, I wasn't say Tommy Trimble's the starting tight end by week seven. That's not bold. That's just factual. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, this guy, I'm always oh speaking my. facts. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is. So that means he. Let's see. Dude, so, the real question of Tommy Trimble is if he gets over ten catch, uh, passes catched this season. No, he's not going to catch one. Yeah, does he get over 10 no, catches? It'll be like Colin Thompson last year. He'll catch one. It'll be the first touchdown of the game in one yeah. game. And some dude will win like five grand off of it like that guy did. <laughs> yeah. Don't they have like Thompson as like uh, – they've been kind of trying him out on fullback a little bit. Yeah, him so, and uh, boy, Mason Stoke. Yeah. So going back for your um, comment, Stoke. for him to get over 10 – Get top ten last year. Phil Rivers was ten with four thousand one hundred sixty nine yards. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's a huge. Uh, that's a huge ass improvement. But I, I feel like if there's any guy that can make a big jump in twenty twenty one, it would be Sam Darnold. 
Teddy Bridgewater did pass for 3,700 yards last year, and he didn't play, what, two or three games? Yep. Yeah. So, a lot of those see? were dump-offs and short also, yards. The question is also <laughs> – If he you know, didn't have McCaffrey, Sam Darnold yeah. will have run. Yeah. But also, yeah. I think we're going to run the ball more Christian McCaffrey. So, so to end all, so it's in my hot take. Uh, the Panthers have the first pick in the NFL draft next year. Oh, you really think we're going two and fifteen? I think we have the first pick in the NFL draft next year via a trade. Nope, Iron it. We have we, we we have the worst record next year. You think we are worse than the Texans? I think I think I think the Texans have more winnable games. You know, with the Jaguars, I think the more winnable game than the than the Vikings against us than we are against the Vikings. The schedule here. You know, I'm. You know, you look, look at look at division wins. We do, have, we do have a pretty tough schedule. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, let's see here. We 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 should beat the Jets. I don't know. The Jets are gonna be able to score a lot of points. That's a good offense. It's gonna be. It's gonna be week one though, man. Yeah. Uh, I think we can beat the Jets. Which is why I don't really know because. You know. Hopefully we'll beat the darn Texans on Thursday night football in Houston. That might be all we need right there. That's two wins. The Texans might only win one game. They'll split with the Jaguars and go one and sixteen. They do, yeah. But they play. We'll probably beat Atlanta once. They do play the Jets though, so. They do. Yeah, they play. The yeah, Jets they won't be able well. to match. The, they won't be able to score enough points to beat the Jets. They play. They'll the lose Patriots. that game. They play the Patriots. Who knows how bad the Patriots are? You know. Dude, the Patriots will, same as last year, they'll beat teams that, you know, they have no business beating, and then they'll lose to the bottom barrel yeah. of the league. But that's, that's my uh, bold take, is the Panthers have the top the pick in the draft. Pick. Well, I hope you're wrong there. Vin is, Vin is scorching right now. Vin has not even said a word. <laughs> He's so bad. <laughs> Ah, I knew I needed to take Ben off, and I knew that would get Ben going. Casey. Casey, Casey, Casey. Where do I start, my friend? Where do I start? First of all, the Texans don't even know who their starting quarterback is going to be this year. Is it going to be Davis Mills, who if was a complete reach back, in the second if round? Sean, hey, if Deshaun comes back, they don't have – they will not have the worst record. They're saying his his whole deal with the massage parlors or whatever, that's not even going to go into – like going to trial until the season's over. I don't think there's any way he plays this year. We don't know. The no, we know. That's set in stone. <laughs> He's not playing this year. He is not playing this year. But, yeah, I, I realistically, I cannot see a scenario where a team with Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey would be picking number one overall in the NFL draft. Hey, yeah, Sam Donald. I'm not saying they're going to be a good team. Sam Donald. Sam with Donald. That talent, that's not the worst team in the league. Sam Donald was that bad of a quarterback in my eyes. So yes, we will be. All right. So you think we're going to be worse than the Jaguars? Yeah, Jaguars have a better be quarterback worse? than we do. We don't know that. We don't know Sam that. Better than Sam Donald. We don't know that. We do not know that. They, they do. They do probably have. And this is really insane, much because obviously we didn't know Pat. He was going to be as good as he was coming out. But coming out. Trevor Lawrence probably is the highest rated since Andrew Luck, but he, he, there hasn't been is. really, yeah. But there really hasn't been a great quarterback since Andrew Luck. I mean, who's the next best? Like Carson Wentz. 
there are guys who have emerged like there's there's josh allen and patty who've become that but like James, coming out like they i think kyler murray kyler murray kyler or baker one. yeah i've actually probably been Jameis with Jameis was highly rated coming out of college That's yeah true. but he has to really sam donald was extremely highly rated coming out of college yeah, I think so he was too highly rated. I still think Trevor Lawrence is the highest rated. Since oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Of course, Casey thinks Justin Fields is the greatest thing since Andrew Justin Luck. Justin Fields is my boy. That's my dog. All right, still so you're saying the Panthers are going to be worse than Texans, the Jets, the Jaguars? I don't think the Jets are going to be that bad. Actually, I think the Jets and Jags won't the be The Falcons. I think yeah, we should be better. Bad. We should definitely be better than the Texans. Should probably be better. The than Eagles. The Falcons. Eagles are fucking wild. Quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Jaylen, the Eagles. Who knows? Um, that whole division's a crapshoot. Who knows? Yeah. No, if the Cowboys stay healthy, they should be fine. I'll but say this about Casey's this, uh, prediction. Sorry, I'm fumbling through my words today. But I'll say this about his prediction: it's definitely the boldest. Yeah, it's the boldest. I don't know how realistic it is. It could possibly be. Hey, it's, it's supposed to be bold. These aren't bold predictions. Aren't supposed to be that realistic. They're supposed yeah. to be just. I tried. I think my problem is I was trying to be bold, but somewhat like you could see it happening at the same time. Yeah. Whereas Casey's just like pulling crap off. No, if the Panthers pick first, it would not surprise me. I got because you got to understand it's how did y'all rate Sam Donald enough to actually win us some games? I don't. I think we downgraded at quarterback from Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Donald. Wow. It's true. And our schedule is tough, but I mean, I don't know. Let's see. And we remember we were one loss away from having the third overall pick last year. I know we beat the stupid Redskins. Yeah, Dude, if we go to if we go to Fan Fest and Sam Darnold's throwing picks, that's gonna be a fun vlog. I'm just gonna pull my phone out and just start recording freaking big reaction. If we go to Fan Fest and Tommy Trimble's dropping wide open passes, I'm gonna laugh right in your face, Casey. <laughs> There's hey, gonna be a fight breaking now. But if Sam, <laughs> but if, but if Sam Donald's throwing passes that he can't catch, and I'm gonna laugh at your face. <laughs> We'll see what happens. This is why Fan Fest is so interesting, folks. Definitely get your tickets. Watch them fight, and I will record these two morons fighting. <laughs> it's going to actually be a fight between two fans of the same team. When have you ever seen yeah. that? It's not even going to be at a game. It's going to be at, like, a training camp. Yeah. <laughs> Practice. Not the game. Yeah. Tony Sam Tommy Trimble sucks more. Oh, my goodness. Guys, if you're religious, please pray for me during this fan fest. Dude, also, he's going to have to be the ref. I, I'm also going to be driving home while you guys are, like, fist fighting, like, bumping yeah. into my arm while I'm trying to drive down I-85. Dude, we're trying oh, to, like, goodness. we're stressing Philip out here on his birthday. <laughs> hey, that's so, – I'm, I'm what, stressed out any day what, I have to talk to Casey. What, what's your dream birthday present the Panthers could give you? Other than a Super Bowl flip this season, that's not real. That's not realistic. We're not winning the Super Bowl. What's <laughs> – that's true. Yeah, that's not realistic either. It's like on wild the opposite card. end of the spectrum from Casey. Yeah, a ten and seven season. Hey, with a wild card. Hey, I'm surprised they made a bold prediction like Panthers don't win, win the division if Panthers make the playoffs. That's a bold prediction right there. And I could yeah, see them. But... I could see them making the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just happy you didn't say Panthers what? actually like win a playoff game. No, I no, I don't see that at all. Unless I would have like. Something huge happens. We're talking like a 20 The only way we're winning a playoff game is if we somehow get there as like the seven 
and the team that's the two has the same thing that happened to the Cardinals that year. Where they're that, like their yeah. third string JUCO team is gets thrown out there. That's the only way we're winning a playoff. Like this team already had the two seed locked or did not yet have the two seed locked up. Like they were fighting for the one and like their whole team got hurt in like week 17. And it's like, oh, they ended up the two and now their team's trash. We, yeah. You know what? Hey, I, this is just a random thought. It's probably not even good for the show, but I'll throw it out there. Um, so you remember during that run where, like, it was the hot f- – excuse me, bleep that out. It was the hot thing to, like, just dog on the Panthers, and, like, they were acting like Panthers fans were saying we were going to win the Super Bowl or something. Do you all remember that? Um. Yes, I remember them dogging on us and never giving us credit because they never give us the credit we deserve. However, that, I do remember a bunch of but I do remember a bunch of bandwagon fans that thought there was no way in heck that we did not win the Super Bowl. And I was like, I really don't think we're going to beat Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. We're not beating them twice the same year, much less winning the freaking Super Bowl. And no. they were like, no, man, we're going to run through the playoffs and then we're going to win the Super Bowl by like 30 points. Oh. And we're like, yeah, I'm talking in. about the year we yeah. were like six, nine and one. No, oh, yeah. That's because we had a, we had a, we had fans on old, old lady Packer fans. Yeah. No, like it, what was hey, so man. annoying yeah, about the six, nine and one team is everybody was at like we were talking like all this crap and everything like we, we were seven eight like, one. We were not. We acknowledge, yeah, we are not a good team. We are not a good team. We just barely snuck in, and we beat a third string run, uh, third string quarterback in the playoffs. Shout out Bengals even more. What annoyed me even more was do y'all know the comedian Bill Hader? No. There's this comedian no. Bill Hader. He stinks. And there was just, like, the segment he had on NFL Network where he was just, like, dogging the Panthers. And he, it wasn't even, like – he wasn't even cracking jokes or anything. He was just stating the obvious, like, they beat a third-string quarterback. Calm down, Panthers fans. Just like, no Panthers fans were thrilled in the first place. I don't know. Just a random thought. It bothered me. I hated that run. I hated everybody that was against us because we weren't even talking junk. We were not talking junk. I don't know what the deal was. Hello, Carolina. Oh, you must think you're so special because you won a playoff game when you had a losing record. Well, guess who already did that four years ago? That's right, the Seattle Seahawks. You're not that original. Oh, and that playoff game you won? It was against the Cardinals' third-string quarterback. And you know what else is not that impressive? Cam Big Newton against Seattle. In his career versus the Seahawks, he's 0-3 with an offense that's scoring as much as I did in high school. Literally, girls ran away from me. I, I was a bassoonist. I was on the chess team. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into that now. You can run and scramble all you want, Cam Big Newton, because Saturday you guys are going to do what you've done so well all season long. Pa-pam! Lose! I was just hoping screw that whole era. The only thing I was hoping about that year, the only like hopeful I had after we beat the Cardinals, it was like, man, we've had so many heartbreaking losses to Seattle over the last three years. Do we maybe get that monkey off our back and beat Seattle? No. Finally. (laughs) I thought we We were the next year. I thought we were gonna do it. I thought we were gonna beat them going into the game, I'm not gonna lie. Dude, the fans Cam couldn't even get, like, he couldn't even call plays like he wanted to. The fans were just overwhelming. It was ridiculous. 
Then who did they play? Who would we have played if we had beat Seattle? Is it the 49ers? Is that who? Uh... No. No, no 49ers like, already had been there and done that. that they were kind 20... of done. No, that no, was, but Seattle beat the 49ers. That was when uh, Richard Sherman made the comment that was like, when you put a crack oh, you're right. yep. crack tree on me. You're right. I, yeah. I think yeah. that was the year after the Harbowl. Yeah, that was 2014. That was yeah. the year they lost. That was the that was the Malcolm Butler pick. Six no, the Harbowl was uh, 2012. Like the 2012 so that was 2013. season. Was the 2014. No, it was 2013, no. I feel like. No, 2013 was when Seattle like beat the heck out of Denver. You're right. Yeah, Phillips got yeah. it. Yeah, that Phillips was, right. That means this year was the Malcolm Butler interception. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. There we go. Close the book on that one, boys. Gotta love Panther media, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so depressing. You know, the Panthers are just a depressing franchise. Never had a back-to-back winning seasons. Never had a never won a Super Bowl. There's just nothing good to talk about. Hey, we were the first to win back-to-back uh, NFC South titles. That's where y'all won the three in a row, baby. And we still <laughs> did it. We still didn't have back-to-back winning seasons. Nope. Hey, we'll take it. <laughs> We're winners. We're a winner, baby. We own God. the NFC South, even though we don't have a Super Bowl. This is it's a depressing franchise, man. It's depressing. It is. Hey, we'll get there one day, boys. It's going to be bittersweet when we finally win. I can see it now. We're going to embrace oh, in a big old group hug. There will be no need for this show anymore. Dude, no matter where I'm living or what I'm doing, I'm telling my boss I'm taking PTO. I'm going to the victory parade, like, no matter what. Yeah, unless you uh, sure. unless you work for another NFL team, I don't think that's going to work out that well. I am telling my boss to not tell anybody, but I'm going to that freaking parade. Don't, don't cry. All the blood, sweat, and tears I put into this team. And, yes, Dude. I've cried a bunch, especially when I was a little kid. I remember crying in the 2015 Super Bowl game. I remember being freaking pissed when uh, I was more pissed. Coldplay was playing at halftime. I was like, hate the Super Bowl. This is the worst. The freaking Jericho yeah. Cotri call. Yeah. Still pisses me off. He definitely caught it. He definitely caught it. That made things worse. That uh, wasn't the reason why we lost the game. But wasn't the reason why we lost the game, but it definitely didn't help. I think so because the next play was the strip sack, and then they add all the momentum for the touchdown. Yep. After that strip sack, I think it changed. I yeah, but then it, still after that, the momentum definitely neutralized throughout like the third quarter when literally nothing was going on. Teams were trading punts. It was yeah. like we're gonna punt to you, then you punt to us. Okay. Because you remember Luke, was, Kiki actually, Luke Kiki actually crushed Demarius Thomas and like killed him. That bias bias aside, that was one of the worst Super Bowls of recent memory, oh, next to the Rams Patriots one. I actually I love that Super Bowl. That was a fun game. That, that was one was cute. a fundamentally sound game. It was just boring. If you watch yeah. it, there was like no bliss blocking assignments, no blown cover. I don't remember a big I don't remember a big moment from that game whatsoever. Like each no, Super Bowl's got a defining moment and that one didn't have one. That yeah, was, that still, was the worst the worst in recent memory along with ours is the Denver Seattle one though. Like that yeah, was a defining a moment like too, Somalia yeah. snapped over Peyton's head, but I mean forty nine to eight's pretty uh that one was cool. bad literally from the first snap. Literally, yeah. but the Rams Patriots one was just one of those like good defensive Super Bowls, like great, yeah. like Phil yeah. said, no blown cover, great coverage, great blocking, great pass rush. You know, Brady. It was, most, it was one of the most fundamentally like I did not enjoy it when I watched it because I was with other people and you're talking and you want the game to be good. But like when I went back and watched it by myself and actually like dissected each play, I was like, man, these both teams played really, really well. Yeah, what's so, so well, kind of boring. We got the, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry, think, Casey. I don't think the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl the year before was one of the worst ones ever because it was. Boring. Oh, you that is cap. That's cap right there. Literally, it felt like watching the old school. That was a good big, game. No, it was just watching the old school Big Twelve game. You knew every team was going to score every time they touched the ball. It was there was no fun. Philip, Philip, come on now. That was a good game. That was one of the it better Super Bowls in recent I, memory. I, I, it, it was. I don't know if I go that far. It was a really good game, but Casey's right. It did kind of. There was a drag in the middle. It was like, does somebody get a stop? But at least you were on the edge of your seat, hoping somebody would get a stop, and not just like watching teams punt after three and outs. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it was just know. a boring like game, just seeing a team score every time. Because it felt like it felt like there's just no defense being played. I on feel both like sides. no scoring is a really boring game. Let's be honest. Most wow. Super Bowls are not good. Like a, there have been a lot of bad Super Bowls. Let's just be honest. Even the Patriots Falcons isn't a good game. Each oh, I like that one too. You no, are no, no, speaking no, no. helicopter. It's a right great, now. it's a great moment, but the first three quarters was a domination game, and then the fourth quarter was just the Patriots dominating. It wasn't back and forth. I that was a, a good game. That's a top so, five Super Bowl all time. Well, the Eagles it's Patriots a, game was back and forth, and you seem yeah. to not like that. Yeah, yeah. What do I you like, Casey? What Super Bowl do you like? I love well, the I, I love the Rams Patriots. I love the Seahawks Patriots. I um, but Seahawks Patriots was uh that was a uh, that was like what thirty something to twenty something. I mean that was pretty twenty eight twenty four. No yeah. teams actually they stopped each other. The, I love the uh, Panthers Patriots game in 03. That was a great game. That was yeah. that actually. That's if actually one of the best. The, yeah. Well, well, if you could take out the first, like, quarter and a half, it yeah. was good. That would yeah. be boring. Well, the stuff. first quarter and a half was very defensive. The, uh, yeah. Both yeah. both Giants-Patriots games were great Were great games. The uh, Cardinals-Steelers yeah. Super Bowl was a great game. That was. The, uh, the Harbaugh sucked. The Harbaugh sucked. That game shout, out, shout out to David no, Tyree. Shout out to David Tyree. He was in town last week visiting the Farmer Central Jaguars. Was he really? The woods. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he was talking to their football team. I was surprised that they were able to get David Tyree. I was like, that's the Saints Colts. Saints cool. Colts was a, wasn't Saints Colts was a pretty good game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. No, that was, was a good game. Yeah. Who did the Packers yeah. beat? The Steelers. That was, that, was, yeah. that was a fair game. It was kind of one of those where, like, the it was kind of one of those Duke Carolina games, Casey, where, like, one team is up the whole time, the other team's chasing, and they'll get it close, and the other team pull away. Yeah. You know, even though they get it close, they're not going to win it. That's kind of how that one was. Yeah. yeah. The, the Bears, Colts. Oh, uh, you know game. what? You know what was a good one? Steelers, Cardinals. Steelers, I Cardinals that, was yeah. a good one. The San Antonio Holmes toe drag at the end of the end. Yep. Of the James That's Harrison one of the all-time greats. Yeah. That's up there. I guess this is a good point to close the book out on this episode. We're getting into Super Bowl talk now. We've been all over the place. So that's going to do it for On the Prowl. Casey, coming out the heat, he thinks the Panthers – well, his bold prediction was the Panthers were going to pick number one overall in the draft. That's that's a big one. That's a big one. But keep in mind, he had to make a bold prediction. So that's going to do it for On the Prowl. Upload every week, except for uh, that little week stretch there. We recorded on Discord, and uh, apparently Discord records in this weird format. Um, and uh, we cannot convert it. Thanks, Discord. Other than that, that was On the Prowl. See you next week.